welcome to Storied, a podcast where we take one piece of media and transform it into another. This week we have kind of a special episode. It's our first listener-suggested topic. Um, Muskrat Joe on iTunes. That's his name, right? But, yeah. Well, sounds like a fun Muskrat guy. Muskrat Joe, yeah. But uh, Muskrat Joe suggested... It's an actual muskrat. I believe it is muskrat, um, which, you know, <laughs> that's great. As long as something is listening. But he suggested that we do a Rick and Morty episode. So that's what this episode, our episode, is about today. Um, Sean, what are we making it into? <laughs> We're turning it into a live-action movie, uh, a la, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the early 90s. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, Oh, maybe. man. The bar is super high on this one. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. A little known fact about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, uh, was edited by Sally Menke, who also edited all of Quentin Tarantino's movie until her untimely death oh, uh, a few years ago. But, yeah. Wow. So, there you go. Ninja Turtles facts. You know what? I'm going yeah. to possibly put myself in danger here, but I still maintain that that's a pretty good movie, considering what the fuck it was. The first Ninja Turtles movie. Wait, hang on. Okay, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. And, no, I, I would have to agree with you on that one. It's actually like I, it's solid. It's, yeah. it's solid. There's some really cool visuals in there. There's like some darkness that you don't expect. Like I really like even watching it again recently. Um, like when Raph like almost dies, it's fucking dark and like really feels like a low point in the story. You know. So so who's who's going to be our who's the main cast? Is would be my the first thing I want to know is who who's being cast as Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, man, if we were making this in the 90s, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, my God, <laughs> you guys. The most obvious of all choices. I know, I know. But he is based on, uh, like, have you ever seen Rick and Morty is, is, was originally a short film yeah. about yeah about Marty and Doc, and it just became this. Somehow. I saw, like, 10, but like yeah, 30 I mean, seconds of it, and it's much, it's not, all the character depth and things that we love about Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's are a stupid internet joke. It's just a, it's a stupid garbage, you know, internet joke. But I guess they're like, this is like somehow like Dan Harmon was like, this has potential, and then just grabbed Justin <laughs> Roiland and said, what if we change one letter in the main character's I'm name? I'm pretty sure all of the uh, all of the character, good character stuff comes from that side of the uh, partnership. <laughs> it feels like he he's the one. Yeah, he's the one who's who's driving all of that. I feel it's like so bizarre. And Justin Roiland's just the guy who's just great at improvising a bunch of bullshit. Dan Harmon's had an interesting and odd career. I was I was one of the few. I don't know how I, I, I do, but like uh, how he got famous, Scud the Disposable Assassin. Have either of you guys read that? Yep. Uh, I haven't. It's good. I have. You should read it. I have the entire um, full, the full run of it. It's only twenty three issues or something. But there's some really cool story stuff in there. It's like really bizarre and like unique. And uh, he and Rob Schrab did it together. That's how they got like in. Um, but then he made Community, you know, or he made Monday. Yeah, what a weird jump. House, and then they made Community. And Community, I, I never got into it, but it feels really off for from his style. You know what I mean? Like he's really like, like something about craziness and kind of tonally and genre heavy crazy shit. Like really, just ramps up his storytelling ability more so. To, I think. Mm. Um, but it's really bizarre, like, just tracing his career, how he got from, like, Scud to Monster House, which I still haven't seen. I really want to. Uh, and then, 
It's good. You should watch it. Yeah, it looks good. Um, just one of those things I just never got around to watching. But um, yeah. So let's so, let's so Christopher Lloyd. Kind of his, yeah, good. This is kind of his masterpiece. <laughs> so let's fuck it up. Yeah, let's destroy it. <laughs> Are we? Oh, so are you going through all time here? I mean, like Christopher Lloyd and like, or, or do we just cast Christopher Lloyd and uh, and, and Michael J. Fox? Like right, <laughs> as in like right now, like 2017. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying if we were if we were making this in the early 90s, if we had a, if we had a time machine, we went back to like. Is that what we're doing? Uh, I I don't know. We could do both. I mean, if we had to cast it today, it might be a little harder. But like you, you just cast the two the of those exact guys. characters, just with slightly different names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just, but they're just going on bizarre I adventures. I don't know now, that I would have uh, cast together. Michael J. Fox just because Morty is. I mean, they're obviously both different, but Morty feels less like Marty than Rick feels like Doc to me. I don't think Rick feels like Doc at all either. Like they're really well, different. It's a superficial, like visual. Uh, um, you know, like they they look similar. If you're really gonna cast it, you'd need like. Like Sam Rockwell, oh man, or something. Oh, that'd be actually pretty you know, good. Playing, playing Rick. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, casting it is weird, right? Like, who, like Michael Sarah is. Oh uh, well, yeah. Actually, you know what? That's perfect. In the nineties, when he was like six or whatever. Well, now we're talking about now. Look, I jumped forward to now. Yeah, no, yeah, okay? absolutely. Keep up. Twenty seventeen, bitch. Perfect. So you're perfect to write this too. <laughs> yeah it's kind of um i don't know this one scares me just because i like the show and respect the show so much that like every other thing we've talked about you hate every other episode no. we've done <laughs> well it, they've been more sort of um for what of a better word generic like it's the, the, this this show is so the voice of the two people that are involved mm. you know what i mean like it's not it's not a accessible show. It's like for you or it's not. And it's it's not like it's really like any other show. It's very much a product of those two minds. Yeah, I mean we should maybe break it down a little bit and talk about <laughs> what we like in it and like what elements of it we'd want to keep and like what elements of it are really important to sort of like the spirit of, of that show and like the not thesis, but like what it's trying to say, I guess, about all the topics it covers, like PTSD and, and trauma and, and abuse and dealing with your problems and and intelligence and the, the sort of meat, all, all that. I mean, it's it's totally like, you know, uh, your mileage may vary stuff, but, you know, I think that stuff is like sort of part and parcel with that show and then a bunch of dumb fart jokes and shit. But there's a, there's a, a really specific core, like heart to that show that maybe we should we should sort of unpack a little bit. I don't know if you guys have any specific thoughts about it. Well, the other thing I would say too is that it's really smart uh, and has better like science fiction ideas in it than a lot of things. Like it, it I wouldn't say that the uh, they don't they don't hold up. They're not like legitimate science fiction, but they are clever in ways that um, are audacious. Like there's that whole episode where you know the uh, things start getting screwed up uh, multi-dimensionally and like the screen splits oh two ways God, and then yeah. four ways and then 16 ways and like everything that's going on in there is like legitimately happening differently and it's like you're trying to pay attention to all of them at the same time and it's just crazy and hard but like the, the that's that's a, something that most shows wouldn't attempt let alone pull off you know um 
because it's really difficult to to write something like that and make it good uh, and and put it together in such a way that somebody who's watching it feels like they know what's going on. You know, so like that, that's the kind of stuff that I think is it, it makes the show stand out, and it's not afraid to tell like really dark stories sometimes. Um, like, yeah, I, I heard recently that um, Justin Roiland was going through a divorce, and like the um, the end credits thing uh, for their company. I can't remember what the name of the company is right now, but the end credits thing used to have like him and his wife like cheering. And then like after that happened, like now it's literally just him sitting on the couch, like drinking himself. Oh my God. Like, yeah, at the end of the show, like that kind of shit, it just makes it in there. Um, and like, then you get episodes like a uh, spoiler, but like when, you know, Rick goes to the jail uh, at the end of season two, um, you know, it's, it's really just kind of, um, it's not afraid of anything. And I think that if you, you know, Hollywood was going to make a movie out of it, they would be afraid of a lot of it. Um, and it would get nerfed down into this bullshit, uh, pat sort of stuff that does sort of make it in there. The sentimentality that you're talking about and the sort of good, uh, character stuff that works its way in would be what the story was. It would have a lot more heart and none of the darkness. Um, and that would scare me. Yeah, and it's because of the darkness that the heart shines so much, you know, which which yeah. is the thing I think would be most mostly maintained. Like they're not a like they don't they don't veer away from those low points and those dark moments that you that most shows would. Um, like and the, and even you know it's not even so dark or so present. It's just they let characters do things and be human in a way that most characters, most shows don't, you know, that it really like resonates. Like even in the, the simpler, like the pickle Rick episode was one that I just loved from the third season. Cause the whole thing is just about how Rick doesn't want to be at the therapy. You know what I mean? But they do it in a way that it's, <laughs> right. but, it, but it, it, the whole, and the whole premise is ridiculous and fun and crazy in science fiction, but it's all servicing that character story, you know, which is, just insane and so new and refreshing. And like, that's why I think that show is so beloved. Yeah. I think it, it, it feels like, um, the show, a lot of it is, you know, they, they sort of figure out what the core story for the episode is going to be. And then they just go bananas thinking about like all the crazy shit they could do. Um, and then a lot, like if you look at that pickle Rick episode, like a lot of like the dialogue is Rick talking about shit that's going on with summer and, um, his God, what's her Beth. name? His daughter, Beth. Beth. Thank you. Uh, talking, talking about what's going on with Beth uh, as he's just like fighting and like killing dudes and like rolling around as a pickle. Uh, you know, it's like that gets written in after they've decided that he's going to kill a rat, <laughs> a giant, like like spring loaded trap and use its bones to walk around. Like that's the kind of shit that uh, I think is is the genius of folding those two things together. Yeah, like they avoid the, the talking heads problem, right? Where they're just they're just having really interesting dialogue happen between characters, but there's also some just incredible visuals happening on screen at the exact same time. So it's like you you don't have to worry about like just two people sitting in a room and talking, uh, and it's just being really really boring. Uh, they sort of like layer that stuff over like interesting, compelling like things that also kind of <laughs> tell you about Rick's character as well. Well, they do they do push Morty in a lot of interesting ways in season three, which I thought was, was what I liked a lot about the season. There was the one episode, The Vindicators Three, where he just wanted to be 
that super in that superhero team, that like Avengers ish superhero team, and actually do good. Right. And then like he had a place there, and then like the team liked him, and then Rick was like couldn't handle that. Um, and it was fun how that played out. It wasn't just so um, openly expressed, even when Rick got into his drunk Saul self. <laughs> like, he, he, like, faked him out, and, like, he thought that he was talking about Morty, and even Rick thought that he was talking about Morty, but it was actually Noob Noob, which was a great, um, was a great twist, but it's, like, uh, uh, in season three, and I think in the last episode of season three, which uh, kind of escapes me now, like, the details, but I just, like, Morty starts to act more in, independently of Rick and not really care so much about him, and he's like, you're kind of an asshole, I'm, you know, it's not, it's not, well, one of the- Go ahead, sorry. So one of the one of the best things in the season so far, or like the, the show generally, is like when uh, I think it was on the you know the the one where they go to the uh, planet of Rick's. Uh, what is it? the Citadel of Rick's? Everybody whatever. knows the name of this fucking episode, but me. But uh, it's the Rick. Lannis. Basically, um, Rick Lannis. Yeah, that one. He he like shoots Rick and kills him because of uh, he's threatening Summer, and like that's what Rick wanted him to do. But, like, the fact that he did it and stood up to Rick, A, uh, is great. And then, B, the fact that Rick knew that he knew he cared that much about Summer and used that against him or used that for his own benefit is also great, you know, because it shows so much about them as characters and, like, how much they understand each other. Um, But it's it's just it's just weird. Like, but I I just love that moment because it's like, you know, he 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 loves his sister that much. You know, to 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 kill Rick over right. it, and it has a lot of pent up rage against Rick. You know, for all the shit that he's done. Yeah, it's it's the one, and the one. I think the great thing that I love about that show is that Rick is even one step above in front of the audience, but not in a way that feels manipulating. You know what I mean? Right. It just they just service his character by keeping him that much at arm's length, even from the audience. Like you're, you might get what he's doing, but it's a it's a. Uh, it's after he's so smart. It's after he realizes you're going to get what he's doing. So he's already another step beyond that. If that makes sense. Um, it's. It's interesting how they sort of. It, it, well, I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean they, though. I get the gist. You always think you you're catching on to how the story's going to progress and how Rick's going to react, and it's it's not not in line with that. But he's already that much further. Developed, if that makes sense. Yeah, and he's Ooh. never. The thing about it is, it never feels like it never feels cheap in a way that's like, oh, of course, you know, it's always a like, aha, but I had a backup plan on my backup plan that you know, it's it's always like carefully constructed from the very beginning, and Rick will just be doing something, constructing something, or doing something in the background. And you're not sure what the fuck he's doing, and then like 20 minutes later, it actually is revealed what he was doing the entire time, and it's definitely set up early on where it doesn't feel cheap. It's not like a, like a, a rug was pulled out from under the the, the viewer it's just yeah rick is smarter than the than the audience and i i almost feel like that would be like he never breaks the fourth wall but he they rub up against it a, a whole lot um um i mean he, he breaks the fourth wall i mean all the time. so yeah okay about? i guess that's true he does he talks about seasons and stuff but he never directly addresses the audience um is what i'm what i'm trying to say but he definitely um he def- like is he aware that he's in a television show really or is it just a goof that that is funny for that character because he's so smart um, like, would he be aware that in this movie we're making that he is in a movie, would he be talking to the audience or, like, trying to be, you know, the fact that they're in a movie together be part of the plot, you know? It'd be interesting to uh, 
<laughs> fold some sort of like um, marketing bullshit into it where, you know, like there's like a, like if we made it now, there's like an, like some sort of, some sort of app that, uh, the, that is, is almost like a card trick or something where people think that, you know, they, they use the app and then they go see the movie and then it, you know, your, your number or whatever appears in the movie while you're watching it. Oh yeah. That'd be uh, interesting. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just bullshit like that. Like there, there might be something like that that they could, they could pull off to kind of continue that. But, um, I say they, but I mean, we, cause yeah, we're, we're definitely this making this live action film, uh, starring a, a animatronic slug. I think that 100% um, animatronics and uh, makeup and practical effects, uh, almost no CG if we can get away with it um, to really hit that sort of that 90s feel. So, but see, so here's what you'd have to do then. If we were going to make a 90s version of this, it would inevitably be Rick and Morty have an adventure at the start of the movie and then they go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. they have to, yeah. It's the Masters of the Universe like version of Rick and Morty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're always they're always hanging around New York, and like New York gave them a tax break, so you know they film well, a lot of things. But that's funny because like um, I actually almost think it depends on how we want to handle this. Do we want to make the the shitty version that's kind of um, agnostic of the show and? It, it is just like let's make a live action Rick and Morty movie because it's a cash grab, right? Or is it like um, the, I do actually? The more I think about it, I'm seeing a version of it in which Rick initiates like this movie. You know what I mean? Like almost the yes, cartoon yeah. version, like initiates this adventure. Um, Kind of no, like what happens is it, it starts as a cartoon, and they go through a portal, and they pop out on the other side, That's and they're I mean, real, yeah. right? It's like, like SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water. Yes, yeah, exactly right, yeah. Which so That's definitely seen. how this opens. It opens with <laughs> uh, with them like in cartoon world, and they go through a portal, and they end up in the real world, um, which is just a different dimension, but somehow they're in 3D, right? And they know, right? They would comment on how fucking weird they look uh, in this world. And um and then the adventure would go from there, right? Yeah, they're like claymation guys that are walking around in like like Pee Wee's Big Adventure oh style my God. Like in, in New York among the real people. It's like Mario Odyssey, right? Like where Yeah, right. Mario is in the world, but somehow everyone else around him is a normally like proportioned human being. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is exactly what they would yeah. do. I can uh, actually see the really nineties being an episode. I can actually see this being a current episode of Rick and Morty, though. Like, no, no, I, no, I, no. I, this is a movie. This is our movie. Don't do that. Well, I know, but I mean, like, working like alongside it versus necessarily being a, a warped departure, like a bad. Well, do you departure. know how? Like, okay, so you know, back in the nineties when they would do movie versions of a beloved like television franchise, it would just be a weird alternate movie universe where they would just do like a thing that had nothing to do with the main thing like it would be a side story that like never had any consequences on it never like t- touched the main story um my touchstone on this is power rangers because i used to love the power rangers when i was like 10 and then they made a movie and the movie had this whole like side story where they gained all these ninja powers and it was crazy and it was an end like this new bad guy and he came in just for the movie and then he was sort of like you know defeated and now they had these new powers or whatever new new outfits but like that was effectively an alternate version of the television show you know what i mean like they never did they, they did all that stuff on the television show too and it's a totally separate storyline so it's almost like it like 
Rick and Morty style branched into a totally separate timeline just for the movie, and then like we never talk about that timeline ever again, and no one in the, no one in the television show ever references those events from the movie. So I'm like, oh, remember that time we went to do that crazy adventure in the in the movie world? It's like totally displaced from the actual timeline of the television show. But that's what they would say in the movie. They would they would in the movie. Yeah, say, the exact like, words. None of this is going to be on the show. <laughs> don't even don't even think about it. You know, and then like Morty be like, oh, geez, Rick. You know, and and then they would just. They would end the movie that way, and then they would play uh, another sort of like a get swifty over the credits. <laughs> yeah, just thing, you know? a like Justin Roiland made up bullshit movie. song about uh, something with a bunch of. They would get like Will Smith involved. Oh and, shit! Like, they would be dancing together with the uh, claim, like it'd be like Will Smith and like claymation Rick and Morty dancing on stage. I love that uh, with Vanilla and Ice and like <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like all that shit would happen for okay, sure. Okay, so I'm 100 percent on board with this just being a movie set in like it is a 90s but, movie, and it is, it, we're making this in the no, 90s, here, right? Like this is the thing. No, we're making it now, but it is it still a 90s so movie? Set, is it so set in the 1990s? The, no, well, maybe, but like uh, you know, what I'm thinking of is like you could do this. Like Rick and Morty would, I think Chris is right. Like they would do it now, where like they just go like, "Oh Jesus, what are we in a '90s movie?" You yeah, know what I mean, like, like they would just say that. That's like literally what I was just yeah. thinking. It's like, it's like a they would see like a big slug monster and it would look weird, you know, and like, and then Rick would be like, "Damn it, Morty, just walk like five feet away from it. It can't move. It's just a '90s prop replica." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just a shitty. It's like five guys in a suit. What are you doing? Just, you know what I mean? Like. It would go over, like, take the suit off of them, and there's just, like, a bunch of, like, like riggers and stuff underneath it. Yeah, but then those guys are also made up of aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would just keep going down that rabbit like, hole. Like, really yeah, yeah, poorly yeah. green screen special effects and stuff. Or it'd be, like, um, almost like Galaxy Quest-ish. It'd be, like, aliens that saw a 90s movie and thought that, you know, like, they saw, like, a Little Shop of Horrors or... Um, or, or even a, like a later '80s movie of a similar aesthetic that just like they, they use that against us as like a fear tactic, but they were like a weaker race, you know. So they would started to develop like like that kind of aesthetic. Does that make sense? Like I could yeah, I could yeah. see that happening. Or like similarly, it's like I think they have several episodes in which aliens pull Rick and or Morty into like a. A, a dreamy sort of. They um, put them in like the Matrix. Like there's the Matrix within the Matrix episode from like the first or second season. I don't remember which season. Probably second. Yeah, season. there's the one with David Cross. Right. With the uh, with with Jerry gets sucked in there too, and it's, he's got the the apples campaign. God, that episode is incredible. <laughs> where his Matrix is only My operating man. at like two percent power, yeah. and Jerry's too stupid to realize it. it's like he's like seeing the same three characters over and over again. <laughs> Uh, it's so um, good. So, I, so is the premise that like in Rick and Morty in in universe Rick and Morty are like they go through a portal and they end up in like the nineties world, or like do they are like they abducted by aliens and then placed in a nineties movie for the enjoyment of the aliens, or like what what is the like setup? It's it well. There's a couple ways you go with it, right? You could go like to, to like Rick has to go to that sort of era or something, you know. Like he has to, he decides that the only place to get uh, what they need is back then, because that's the only time that they made uh, that fucking Szechuan sauce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. Like, they had like you know, there's like a the plastic they used in movie props that uh, causes cancer, oh, yeah. and they don't have it anymore. Or do you know what I mean? It's just some kind of bullshit like that where they have to go back. Um, or you could do it where, yeah, they get they get drawn back there. Uh, 
through time travel um, means, or or it's just an alternate dimension that they escape into for a while, uh, and they get trapped there. You know, like there's a couple of ways you could play that. I think um, it would be like that episode of uh, the, the Treehouse of Horror, the Simpsons one, where Homer. Is like three dimensional for oh, a while. Yeah. He walks yeah. out of the real Do you world. That? He, yeah, that was really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I, that stuck with me as a kid as just being like almost creepily bizarre because he doesn't get back to which was really. Yeah, good. he just walks away and that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, he just like sitting on a bench in the real world, just like sad and weird, and people are like reacting to him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I like the idea that they they, go, they intentionally go to this place, but then they you know they they've done the the port, lost portal gun gimmick a couple of times in, in the in the show where it, like it breaks or someone takes it or it runs out of power and they're kind of stuck oh you there. know what happens is they go they go there and then it's uh it just turns into a movie prop and stops working. oh that's super good oh perfect so now rick has to uh you know use it uh or he has to make a new portal gun let's say the whole the whole movie is so it's okay i'm trying to find he's parts like, on like, real earth and it's like he can make a joke it's like where did i get this fucking spencer gifts <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, so this is just yeah. There's literally a, a whole section of the movie where they're making '90s jokes. Oh, I mean that's the whole movie. Like, they're just walking. They're just walking past like Spencer's and Hot Topic and uh, like like Merry Go Round and all those fucking stores. Uh, so this is just so this is just Star Trek Four, right? Where they just like go back in time. And there's a bunch of goofs about them using like Macintosh computers and like not understanding that nothing was voice activated and uh, everything looks cheap and shitty and then no one has the parts they need because they haven't been invented yet, kind of thing. Like it sounds like what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. There, and then and then there's a Star Trek reference in there probably. There are whales, but those whales are actually aliens. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can totally see Morty thriving in this environment. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it's a much simpler time to navigate socially. Like, there's not. You know what I mean? Like it's he's not. Does he but, enroll in '90s like high school? No, but I think I, you, you know it's actually would be would um, could be really fun to play with is like a lot of Rick and Morty episodes. Not all of them, but a lot of them, like the Anatomy Park, are riffs on pre-existing, um, you know, sci-fi properties. And I think that this could be, unless they've already done it, which I don't think they have. The Back to the Future. Kind oh of fuck, you're right. Episode. God you know damn I mean? it. Yep. I mean, it, I mean, it could kind of uh, mimic and mirror that sort of thing, and you know, you could, oh my you, god, so you could see Beth and Jerry uh, in their in their younger, but version. they're real people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But they're they're real, and and like it's like Sarah Chalk and, uh, and Chris Barnes. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually playing them. I was even thinking, uh, which would be even more bizarre and a fucking pain in the ass to make, is that no matter who the physical cast member is portraying Rick and Morty, Beth and Jerry and Summer, you'd still, like, get their voices. Like, it's still Justin Roiland and Dan Har- or Justin Roiland and Chris Barnell and Sarah Drog's voices coming out. Oh, for out. sure. Yeah. So, like, every for single sure. line is 80-yard, you know? Oh, man. God. Yeah. I, I love the idea that, that it's a Back to the Future movie but it just goes to the 90s from, like, 2017. Uh, and, like, it's not that big a jump, but it's big enough, like, technology-wise, for to be an inconvenience to Rick. Um, yeah. And, like, it, it's within his own, like, you know, he's, he would also still be alive at this period the same way that you find young Doc Brown in the 50s in, um, in Back to the Future. So you could definitely have some fucking weird shit where he meets himself. And maybe he's not... Like he's real and he's not uh, uh, um, like claymation or something, and uh, you know, he, but, but instead of like Doc Brown being completely surprised and I'm un- un- not believing Marty when he shows up, like 
1990-whatever, threes, you know, Doc or, or, or uh, Rick would be like, oh, shit, it finally happened, huh? All right, we'll come in the back, and, like, he's got all this shit ready to, to, to like, help him out. Yeah, well, it, it would be cool if, um, <laughs> if, like, he showed up there and Rick, just, like, that Rick just couldn't help him because he'd already tried to help him several hundred times. Oh, man, times he just had, like, a ton of Ricks come by. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really good. It's just like, oh, you, got, you guys got to stop knocking on my door, you know? And it's just like, he just he just slams it in his face. Um, and then, like, this Rick has to kill that Rick or something, you know, to get, uh, get what he needs or he has to hold him hostage or use him or... Um, <laughs> They have to go kidnap the real Morty and bring him. Fuck. Like real Morty wouldn't exist, but you know what I mean. Like it's there's there's definitely some weird shit I, you could do. I there. love the idea that like past Rick is just like nah, fuck you guys, like not helpful at all. Like I think that's fucking awesome. I that like it's it's totally opposite of what of what they would do in Back to the Future, where like they go back in time and, and past Rick is like nah, fuck you. Like I only had ninety nine of these fucking things, and that's it. We're out. Get the fuck off my porch. Like that's fucking good. <laughs> they. I don't. I don't think they've ever really given Rick's backstory, um, and I might be extrapolating off of the first episode of season three with the Szechuan sauce. And there's like that. That's that, completely that, fabricated. This fake out traumatic moments of like I think yeah. Rick's wife dies, Beth mom. Um, but you could. There, there is potential in this too to to like tell a actually heartfelt Rick Central's centric story, and if he's not, if the Rick of this time is not helping. Um, the Rick and Morty are protagonists in the story. Like you could have almost the opposite of back to the future or instead of, uh, you know, where it's like Marty trying to get his parents back together. Rick's like trying to convince, or he's just like mad at his present day self or his past self. And he's like almost talking his wife out of like, not talking his wife out of, but he's like just shits on him. You know what I mean? Like he just fucks up his own future and uh, oddly present because of the way that he like disapproves of his past well, self you know i can see yeah. i can see him getting obsessed with it in a way that like like you know he wants to help him or like not help him but like correct the mistakes that he made uh in a way that it, it, he he's mad about you know like it's like like rick rick is there going like you you know this this guy's this guy's an asshole and then they like He's like trying to sabotage Rick, past Rick in some way, and like Morty has to like intervene. You know what I, I mean? Think I, like that feels like it. No, I I, I was going to say that 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 actually really tracks with the the tone and the spirit of the show, which is like just Rick being completely unable or uh, unable to admit when he's wrong and like know that he's fucking things up a lot of times his pride gets him into really shitty situations that everyone else has to bail him out of because he just won't admit that he's fucked up um yeah like usually he just brushes it off right right but like this this time he just can't let it go and like he gets obsessed with it or well, something like i can i, I was gonna pitch like he he uh is kind of a dick to past rick uh and i mean they're both kind of dicks to each other and um there's basically like no matter like there's that old adage uh, and back to the future does this too where it's like you know you can't use time travel to fix shit like if you try and fuck with the past to make your current life better it just makes things worse so maybe like rick already knows that and he's not going to bother because he just knows everything but in in trying to keep things exactly the way they are he actually just keeps accidentally fucking like present rick's life up over and over again um to the point where he just becomes really like that's part of why he's super shitty but past rick knows 
that that's going to happen, or maybe I guess I guess future Rick would know that that's what's going to happen, or something like. Do you know what I mean? Like he tra- he tries oh, well, to not well, fuck up the timeline, but by doing that, he just fucks over Pastrick a lot. But he knows it's going to happen, so he he's sort of a slave to it, right? But there's something great about the idea that he Rick is responsible for his own downfall, right. yeah, or like the own the, his own shit. But like that's also like on a literal level and a metaphorical, right? One. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, he steals something nice. important from from past Rick, um, knowing that he's going to do that because he is also from that period. He just remembers that having happened to him back in the day. You could back when he was real. Yeah, yeah, really back when he was a real actor. You could really kind of um, set this predicament up and kind of foreshadow too. There's something about like upsetting. Um, and kind of nullifying the stakes of this towards the end of the movie when you realize that this already ha- this is exactly how it played out in the past as well. You know what I mean? Like in the Rick and Morty timeline, like this wasn't nothing changed. This just happened before. Do you know what I mean? Like right. maybe like present day Rick or the Rick of the nineties, like this is when he started drinking heavily or something. So this is why. So he st- he didn't remember these encounters, you know. And you kind of get to that. Uh, oh man, he just gets he movie. just like self medicates and forgets all this shit. I could totally yeah. that totally tracks too. But you don't. It doesn't happen until the end. So you don't. You're not. It doesn't track with the story so you still yeah. think there's stakes and then conversely you could really like like if you at the towards the beginning of the movie like marty could re- pull out like a picture of him and his family and he's like oh no rick i'm i'm totally i'm, I'm kind of disappearing in this picture and rick could be like that, that's fucking stupid marty it doesn't make any sense the picture that's not how it works that's not how any of this works that's how time travel works you fucking idiot you know and then like he kind of he's like this is already you know, this already happened the picture you wouldn't be here if you didn't this didn't happen, so you know we just got to make sure that it happens as usual. You know, like he could he could kind of set the the stage for he could gloss over it. Yeah, he could kind of gloss yeah. over it and like make fun of Morty for believing in such a ridiculous thing, but um, still not upset the stakes so much that that doesn't pay off later. You know what I mean? Like because I think they're well, I think, the the go ahead, sorry. No, the ideal version of the ending of this movie is that. Uh, you realize that, uh, er, like, that the story of Past Rick is the, is the story of Past Rick, that Rick screwed over Past right. Rick, uh, and thus screwing himself over, that, uh, that Morty probably, like, what you're saying right now, like, he, he, he realizes that, uh, you know, Rick lied to him, but then gives him a pass, because... You know he's fought, he fixed it at the expense of his own future. Yeah, that, and that again tracks with Rick being like he he is a shit, but you know he does he's willing to like sacrifice himself and his own happiness because he likes being so miserable to you know make the right choice in the in the clinch. You know, it doesn't quite, um, and they also don't quite uh, give you the the year um, in the show unless I'm misremembering. Like, what year does Rick and Morty take place? In which year does the Rick and Morty take place? The the cartoon, so there there is a. This could be around the time that that Jerry and um and Beth got together, and the, you know they talk about it like almost every episode. The reason they got together is because Jerry just knocked up Beth with Summer. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, he tries to stop that happening. Yeah, yeah, that event <laughs> and that event could be like that. Maybe that's why. You, Maybe Rick wasn't upfront with Morty about it. Um, 
Oh, when they went back in time, but you realize that that's what, why he did go back in time? Mate. Potentially, right. you know what I mean, and then like Morty realizes that and still and like hates Rick because that means that he would have never been bored. But at the same time, there's something, uh, yeah, there's something. <laughs> and then he he also enlisted Morty to help him like stop him right. himself from being bored. I think what's what's interesting is that like oh the God. idea that Rick, you can even just have him admit it up front, and I think that's actually more on his personality. Just be like, here's exactly what's up. Um, what I was gonna say is he admits up front that he doesn't remember anything because he. This is the period in his life he started drinking really heavily. So when Morty's like, oh, geez, aren't you from this time period? Why don't you know what's going to happen? Um, Rick can just be like, Morty, I was drinking heavily during this period of my life. I don't remember anything from, like, the 90s at all. Um, and you can just have him say that up front so that just, like, lampshade why he doesn't just have prescient knowledge of what's going to happen. Um, also, I think it's interesting if Rick is, like, if Morty tries to, like, adhere to the... Back to the Future rules because that's how he understands time travel to work. Where he's like trying to be really careful and not interact with anybody or not like interact with his parents or whatever. And Rick is just like, "Don't be fucking stupid, Morty. Like whatever happened has already happened, so why even be careful? Just like just do normal, just be a normal person, live your normal life, just knock into whatever you want to knock into because it's already happened. So who gives a shit? Like that's not how time like time works, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I there is something interesting about him trying to like prevent death and uh, uh, um, Jerry from getting together. Although I have a feeling that if he really, really wanted to go back and stop that, there's nothing that could stop that from happening. Well, I don't think that's the um, I don't think that's the main narrative. Like he he doesn't do that initially. Like he it, it's just oh, he, he thinks about it. It's like yeah. an opportunity that arises while right. he's there, and like it becomes a thing. Like you, you know. He starts getting uh, more and more like, you, you know, he sees them together and it drives him crazy. And Jerry's just doing stupid shit everywhere, and uh, he's getting like really angry about it. And then like, like young Rick probably introduces uh, Rick as like his grandfather or something, <laughs> you know. And it's like it gets really. And then Morty like Morty gets to know his own parents, and it's weird. And he's like, he's like weirdly attracted to his mom or something. It's the exact like, opposite. Just, yeah, yeah. It's like the, uh, yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah. of uh, Back to the Future. And she's yeah, not exactly, even remotely yeah. and, and interested like, in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it just it just gets really um, bizarre, you know, for a while there, like where. They're they're hanging out at the high school all the time for some reason. Like, like that's why Morty's in the high school. He's in the high school with his mom and his dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. It, uh, so the the yeah. way that we're ta- talking about this, it, it could be really interesting that at first, um, maybe they sort of maybe when Beth and Jerry get together, they don't tell Rick the, the truth about it. Like he he they just think he just thinks they're in love or whatever. And then like present Rick comes is like also unseen. And he's, like, talking to younger Rick and being like, doesn't this piss you off? Like, how the fuck can you sit here and stand and, like, watch this? Like, don't you know what he did to your daughter? And, like, he he's the one who sort of, like, puts all these ideas in young Rick's head where before Rick just didn't know or was was okay with it or something. You know what I mean? Like, Rick – like, past Rick was actually pretty content with, with Beth and Jerry being together. And then young or older Rick comes in and, like, puts all these, like, fucked up ideas in, in young Rick's head uh and and that's where it, that's where the idea even like the seed of the idea comes from originally you I mean, know what i mean uh, he, like he like fucks his own happiness up before we get too too much further into this i'm looking up um what, how does time travel work 
No, no, because well, I know that Rick was gone for like a certain amount of time before. Like he's gone for like a while. Like yeah, he's he's gone out of her starts. life, out of Beth's life, and that's why she's like super scared that he's going to leave again. So I guess that like at some point he became just like a like a deadbeat dad and just bailed out on the family. Um, but we don't really know why. Like he obviously he talks about the the fake backstory um, that like where his wife died, uh, Rick's wife, but um, we don't actually know this, why he he bailed out. Maybe we don't get all of that, but maybe this is. This is the opportunity to show that, like, how he left, you know, whether he got, like, stuck in another dimension or something. And then kind of in that, um, you know, repeating circle um, kind of timeline that we had talked about that it's – that we find out at the end that the events of the movie were were sort of predestined and predetermined. Um, He – his – his actual motive for going back, if, even if he says it was like, there's this plastic that they used in movie sets that, you know, <laughs> I love like, that that's like, part of it. I love that. But then he comes, you realize he came back cause he is trying to either stop himself from being lost for that time or reenter Beth's life at this time, even if it is his future self, if that makes sense. Like it's, he never admit that out loud, but you kind of through the events of the film come to realize that that was the point of the mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could, you could do that. Or what you could do is have Rick realize during the movie that he caused past Rick to go away from uh, – to leave. And then the back half of the movie is him going to the future and convincing himself to go back right. somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I, like that now is the time. I mean that makes sense. I, I like the idea that like – you know he would want to he would want to to break them up, but he also he'd never admit it, but he does love Morty, right? And he loves his family to a certain extent. So like he, as as much as he fucking hates what they went through, and he's he'll hold it against Jerry forever. He's not he wouldn't like he wouldn't uh, give up the opportunity to have Morty as his grandson. Like he might realize that partway through, like you know, and and. The idea that he goes to the 90s or either is trapped there or goes there on purpose, realizes, holy shit, do you know what this means? I can, like, solve all these problems. Uh, and then realizes that near the end that, like, it's not worth it. Like, all the shitty, like, mistakes that I've made are are worth the the, the good things, maybe? I don't know. Maybe that's too, t- maybe that's too heart- heartwarming. Well, but, you know, you, you I think you would genuinely wonder, uh, the stakes to me are, like, like, it's interesting if Morty and uh, and, and Summer are, are sort of the stakes of the right. movie, and like whether or not Rick is going to actually go through with what he's talking about doing, uh, knowing, you know, what what could happen, what what that would mean. Um, even even and it could come up too. Like you know, Rick could say like, ah, don't worry about it. There's all these dimensions, and you're in all of them, and you know, like. There, there's a, there's there's gonna be a million Mortys. Okay, don't worry about it. It's just this one, and and like that doesn't matter because it's not him. Yeah. Right. Like, so like I, I feel like you can get into this thing where, you know, Morty going away and wondering whether Rick's gonna go through with uh what what, what he's gonna do, and then like you see Morty splinter off and like try and find a way to stop Rick, and he goes to past Rick and he tries to get past Rick to help him stop Rick from stopping himself from being created. Uh, and then, you know, you realize that, that Rick actually didn't go through with it or whatever, like later God, in the movie. Okay. If he, if Morty goes to like past Rick and like fills him in on what's up, 
that could easily be the precipitating event that like fucking knocks his life off a cliff and makes it shitty when he's like okay let me let me level with you about what's what's going on and he tells him like beth and jerry are getting married he knocked her up etc etc i'm gonna like not be around if if uh if you don't help me and he goes out of his way to like sabotage present or whatever future rick's uh, uh, uh plans but in doing so it sort of like sets past rick's like life on a course that makes it like ends up being all fucked up and like you know turning into an alcoholic and shit that could be really interesting too like is it was it worth it you know it could be um it's butterfly uh, effect we're just making butterfly effect it's fine there could be an interesting this feels like a really good premise in which you really um and it feels like in it being movie movie worthy but it actually pits rick and morty against each other like like potentially like if um like the way in back to the future that doc didn't go back in time with marty so like maybe at the end of the first act like rick as we know him in the cartoon and show goes back to his normal timeline but morty gets abandoned in the 90s and then he befriends and becomes close to a much <laughs> and so much good. more sympathetic um rick of that like, time I like this period. rick better yeah, and like he also doesn't—he's he, able to bond with him because he doesn't have the pressure of being his grandson. Do you know what I mean? And then like he—he yeah. he, he discovers Rick's plot to potentially stop Jerry and uh, Beth from getting together or something. Like like, like future Rick, the Rick as we we know and love. Um, and then he tries to stop present Rick from from leaving uh, Beth's life. Or, or I I I I, can't, I don't know exactly how it would shake out, but. Where there's a brick of the past that Morty bonds with that actually makes him closer to future Rick because he's able to access feelings and parts of future Rick that, that are the same person but of a different time. You know what I mean? Even though they're, that they're in conflict with and with each other and then future Rick is – maybe he's not exactly he, – he's still – he's got a plan that he's thought out as super smart Rick that is still going to preserve Rick – or Morty and Summer's existence, but maybe not like just fare better for Beth and or Jerry. Does that make sense? Like, it's not just complete um, revenge or disruption or anything like that. And then, and it is because Rick and Morty, because of Rick and Morty's conflict, that things played out the way they do anyway. Does that make sense? Like, like Morty's role in the story allowed for his own birth and existence as he knows it. If that makes sense. I mean, that definitely feels like a, a Back to the Future movie, which is great. He finally stands up to Rick in an interesting way. But, like, the, the thing you would have to do then, though, uh, is make sure that Rick orchestrated all of that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at the yep, end of, of the course. movie. You know, like, you would reveal that, like, Morty felt like he finally got one over on Rick. And then we reveal that that wasn't the case. I, like, you I know, think that somebody comes in from off screen and, like, Rick pays them off. And that person was a key player that Morty convinced to do something or something like that, you know? You'd have to have just the last scene of the movie just be Rick standing over the camera as Morty's, like, writhing on the ground. He's like, this is just a movie, Morty. None of this is going to have any impact on the season at all, Morty. Just <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was I was going to uh, mention that there is always sort of a – I kind of touched on this earlier, but there's always a, a sort of, like uh, – a, tone or note of like self-sacrifice and you're like sacrificing one's own happiness for the, the greater good of the group um that sort of happens now and again in, on that show where like you know to, to to chris your earlier sort of story pitch like you know if if rick 
if if it's actually Young Rick's plot to to break them up, and uh, Rick Young Rick doesn't know that Morty is his grandkid. He just thinks he's like a a kid from around the block, like Marty and Doc's relationship. Um, and they sort of bond, and then they then he realizes that, that Young Rick is going to try and break them up, and he has to basically destroy this relationship with this per- like a much better, nicer version of his of his grandfather to oh, yeah. to, to for like. I really want to keep this, but I can't because I won't exist and Beth won't exist and our family as it exists and all of the other people and the life that we have together will be ir- ir- irrevocably changed and that's selfish. Um, but so I have to be miserable with a fucking shitty version of my grandfather or have nothing. Um, it seems that seems like really on on note for the for the kind of style of the show. Yeah, it's like Morty is responsible. M- Morty being the one responsible for Rick's absence. Yeah. For all that time. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So what so so how that happens is that uh uh like Rick gets invited to go out drinking <laughs> and uh he wasn't going to go but Marty convinces him. Go for him to it. Go. Yeah, you'll have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's just like, "Here, let me I'll pour you a couple drinks." And like, <laughs> You know, the, the, he's he's starting like Rick's getting uh, Morty's getting drunk with him. You know, yeah. He's he's like, ha ha, I love this, ha ha, and he's just drinking it, and it's terrible, and he hates it. But he's trying to get Rick yep. drunk so that he becomes a drunk. God, having to like pr- intentionally ruin young Rick's life to like make sure that the timeline doesn't get fucked up is really fucking dark. Uh, but in the way that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, like it, the show is dark and it has a specific use for that darkness. And I think that's fucking rad. But there's also something really kind of tragically Rick and Morty, like a Rick and Morty tragically beautiful of like Morty um, bonding with young Rick and having to ruin him. Yep. That then allows him to just better understand the old, the old antagonistic Rick better. You know what I mean? And like they, in a while they'll never completely, it feels like their relationship will will still in the way that a, that a standalone movie, as you were talking about at the beginning of this, it will still feel the same. It'll just have a different kind of, um, nuance to it. If that makes sense. Like it's just kind of unspoken nuance. Like it's still, it doesn't change the dynamic of the relationship. It just gives it more depth, you know, and kind of like just, just fleshes it out more. Um, cause they still have the same relationship. They've just more, you just have been through this experience with them to realize that it was inevitable. And these are just, this is just how it was always meant to be, you know, it's almost kind of tragic, but at the same time, uh, kind of touches on, on the, the emotion, the way that Rick and Morty do like the good, a good Rick and Morty episode will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, uh, I, I, it's also like, it does go back to that theme of like, they can't, they can't get away from each other. Like they're, they're really unhealthy sort of somewhat codependent relationship that they share with each other. Like they don't have the strength to escape it. So they, they, they don't like, they're scared of not having that and, and being healthy and like having a normal relationship. So they would just keep falling back into shitty old unhealthy habits. And this is just an extension of that, which I think is really cool. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about the Rick and Morty that go through the portal to nineties, real, real reality world. Uh, are they actually claymation, or is everyone real in this version? Are they actually? Is, is like Young Rick and Morty also played by actual actors? 
I think young Rick and Morty are, but r- like current Rick and Morty are okay. not. But nobody, nobody says anything they just look about com- it. <laughs> to the people in the movie, they look completely normal. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, if I just wanted to nail that one that important piece down. If it's the '90s, I think there's only one Morty because Beth and Jerry right. wouldn't have yes. had him yet. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. No, the, the Morty doesn't exist in the '90s. Sorry. Go on the uh, internet, complain about the uh, inconsistencies in this time travel movie. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're. I mean, it taught. Like, it seemed like we we're. we're uh, you know, like Rick early in the movie should just say like. You can't mess with time, you know, because he doesn't really do it, right? It's like multiple dimensions are not time. And right. so, uh, like, messing with time doesn't work should be something he says earlier. And then you find out that, that it didn't. he wasn't just saying that, you know, like all of this already happened. Right. It, and it would continue. It's a loop. You know, it always happens. It's like anytime you have a time travel story, everything that has to happen in that time travel story, nothing can alter what happened, right. you know? Uh, so basically you just see the story unfold as it did and will always, no matter how many times it goes back. And somehow we maybe convey that to people towards the end of the movie again, or reiterate it, or maybe just on a second watching, you just kind of see that. But I think, I think that would be a good thing to, to get in there. You know, Rick already knows how this is all going to go. Um, even though he, you know. He knows he's already failed before he starts, but he still tries. Or he just got so drunk he uh, didn't remember. Exactly. And it, it, but yeah, I think I think. So, yeah, he didn't remember that he failed. Right. It was, yeah. Or it's just um. And maybe that's if we do get him out of the story, the the the, you know, the the Rick and Morty version of Rick, the, the present day timeline. Um, we get him out of the story. Maybe it's because he just knows that he can't change it and then like Morty decides to say anyway and just um especially if there's a chance meeting with past Rick like he was just he was literally maybe his goal was true at the beginning like he was going to go get the plastic that gives people cancer that they use in movie props you know um and then he and then he gets out of there because he's just he knows this is inevitable like he's just it's almost like he's lived this before but it's the whole experience is just new to Morty um and then Morty kind of just takes it upon himself to stay, like potentially. Um, but I think it's – you run the risk of having it feel like a twist at the end um, when I don't think it should. It feel it'll feel like a reveal that kind of just sheds new emotional light on everything, you know? Yeah. Um, in, a, in a way that Rick and Morty often does. Um, it's like the episode yeah. – I think it's season two uh, final episode when Rick turns himself in, right? It doesn't feel yeah. like a twist. It feels like it was earned. Yeah, like he's always been. He, he his personality has never like changed, right? Like he he admits more about himself. Like in season three, he fully just goes, "Yep, I'm a shitty father. I'm sorry. I'm a bad father." Like the episode with Beth, like when he's like, "You were a scary ass kid," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm a crazy. I was crazy, and I'm a crazy. I'm a shitty uh, dude." Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't remember him actually fully admitting that before. Uh, he might have, but like he like he admits more about his personality, but. And he comes to terms with it more, but he's he, his personality hasn't changed. But what I, I like about the basic... First off, I love that we didn't just come into this episode being like, it's just Back to the Future, right? Like, we, we got there sort of like by a meandering route that we didn't plan, which is really funny. Um, but I like that in, in Back to the Future, like, Marty does make his his present better. Like he, he fixes his, his family, and he gets actually kind of gets away with fixing things by altering the past. Whereas in this 
you know, to stick to the tone of the show, everything's futile. Like you can't make your life better. It's just going to be shit. You have to just come to terms with how shitty it's going to be and get used to it and get comfortable with it. Um, like I, that all like makes perfect sense to me in the, in the, in the sort of language of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's really, uh, solid and, 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 uh, I think that the nice thing, weirdly, it, the nicest thing is that it comes full circle back to the original Back to the Future short. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. That, I was thinking that when I suggested it and didn't say it out loud, but that was like, and then hearing Harrison repeat it, it's like, it would, it, that feels very movie, movie worthy too. You know, right. like that's, like it's, this is the, the one that started it all. So why not use this opportunity for the movie? Exactly. Yeah, it's a big story to tell, like, because they're always hinting at it and like teasing it out, like with the, you know, what their what their past was. And I, I don't think you get everything out of the movie either, but you you do get enough that you sort of like understand Rick a little bit better. But still, it's more about Morty. I feel like the the, the movie we ended up on, like, and 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 that's nice. Like, it's it's you get enough Rick without. Uh, without ruining him, which is cool. And there's something really nice about it doesn't change the relationship, but yet it does. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, like if you, if you find out that if Morty was kind of responsible for Rick disappearing for that time, um, when they, when they kind of get back together at the end of the, at the end of the movie, right? Morty can ha- can feel more sympathetic towards Rick, but then, and then say something like, he's like, Rick, I just want to say I'm sorry for, for everything that happened. And then, like, Rick can still... But it doesn't change the fact that Rick is still an asshole in the present day. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, he's still the same person that Morty couldn't easily coexist with and who was, who was an antagonist of Morty's. So it doesn't change the relationship. It changes the context of it for the audience and Morty, but it's still... You still get to maintain Rick and Morty as they were at the beginning of the movie, you know? Well, this is a great movie. Yeah. Live action. Rick and Morty coming at you. Coming at you. Yeah. When does it release? 2019. Wow. Okay. It's a pretty uh, aggressive schedule. Well, we already have it written. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We've already broke the story. Now he's going to write that script. Nah, it's going to, it's, it's going to release in 2034 because, uh, it's going to take that long for Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland to get on board and, uh, write it. And voice everything. And voice everything. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Michael Sarah will be in his forties. <laughs> yeah, all the characters we want to cast will well, totally Michael age Sarah's out. Going to be in this version, the one we landed on, because that, that's only real Morty, and real Morty isn't going to be in this movie. Yeah, he's claymation. We got one of them, those kids from Stranger Things. They're they're hot now. Don't say they're hot. They'd be hot twenty thirty four. Yeah, <laughs> those kids are hot, man. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> God, oh God, what have we done? It's too late. Uh, uh, well, thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah, next week we're gonna do well. One of these days, something you think it, you think episode ten we would have figured out a really good outro for this show, but we're just still a bunch of fucking amateurs. You know what I say? I say we just end it like just really awkwardly with no information. Okay, goodbye. See you later. Storied is Chris Revert, Harrison Pink, and Sean Ainsworth, and our music is composed by the amazing Jared Emerson Johnson. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about us, please follow us at StoryCast on Twitter. And if you have any feedback for the show or any ideas for future episodes, please email us at storiedcast 
at gmail.com. Have a good day!